Hello. Hi. You're listening to Sword Explained. Yeah, and uh, that's Kellen Doherty. And that's Leah Nielsen. And we're going to explain it on up. Well, Kellen is. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to explain something to Leah that she does not know what the topic is. And it's going to be a big surprise for everybody. And that is our podcast. Yeah, and we haven't explained in quite a minute. <laughs> so, yeah. It's be good. So, I forget how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because most of my job is also supposed to be talking to people, but there's a lot of days I sit in my apartment and I do not open my mouth to anyone <laughs> except my cat. <laughs> And today might have been one of those days. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I have to talk to people every day, like a lot. <laughs> it's exhausting. Sometimes I talk in front of like 24 people for three hours because I teach now. <laughs> oh. it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lab class. It's a lot. It's weird because I used to really like public speaking, but I talk very quickly and it's not even when I'm nervous. I just, I, I have a very high sense of urgency. So like, I gotta, I gotta talk fast. I get excited about things and I talk even faster and then I get really out of breath. Um, and I feel like I'm on the phone. (laughs) So anyway, and then I'm also walking around my apartment with my headphones in. So I'm more out of breath. And then I'm like, do I have COVID? And I'm like, no, you just need to like calm down, oh. <laughs> you freak anxious girl. Yeah, I feel like the crossover of COVID symptoms and anxiety symptoms is like really unfortunate because then it just makes people even more anxious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, we've been, we, did we have a hiatus? Is that a sabbatical? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. It's called a... Busy girl, busy time. Busy yeah. Girl, busy time. <laughs> um, yeah, you've been busy with school and being a girl boss in the academic field. I've been busy roller skating. <laughs> exactly. So. Aren't you blading? You're shredding blading. You're not skating. I'm shredding up the park. The in-line. Like, <laughs> the last two Sunday mornings, me and my boy, we go blade around the lake. Um, I've got knee pads. I've got elbow pads. I've got yeah, wrist guards. So I'm you ready. Need protection now at our age. <laughs> I also have all that stuff. I do not have a helmet, um, which is weird. I just don't care about my head. I'm like, if I get a concussion, if I split my head open, whatever. But I just don't want to break my wrists, my little girly wrists. <laughs> <Both> wrists. <laughs> Got to keep those safe. Yeah. But yeah, I went blading and then we were blading by this man walking up, this big man. He was walking a pit bull and he looks over and he's like, oh, that's so cute. And I was like, thank you so wow. much. That's <laughs> all the validation I need for the rest of this year. So living <laughs> off of that man, think about him every day. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I guess I'll explain something to your ear holes. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I don't get too out of breath. <laughs> I also, quickly, I did have to do, so at my job, I have to do like webinars where I like, you know, go on Zoom and talk for a long time about, mm-hmm. you know, my job. Um, 
and afterwards one of the girls she was listening in and she was like you talk so fast like what like why like what's wrong with you basically and I was like I didn't think I did I was consciously trying to talk so slowly it's so, like it's hard to tell when you're public speaking I feel like it's hard to be yeah. self-aware <laughs> yeah I was like uh, sorry I'm from the east coast I'm not one of you southern people <laughs> talking all slowly <laughs> I wish just sipping on some sweet tea on the porch yeah. <laughs> talking over laugh <laughs> so I'm gonna try to slow it down I'm calm I'm cool I'm collected so today I'm gonna be sl- explaining something to you that I have dealt with on a personal level you have dealt with on a personal level Uh-oh. and really every human has unless you are in fact God's favorite or you're like 11 and maybe you haven't experienced this yet hmm. so we are talking about Zimples, cheesy ragu, quats, strimples, temples, pimples, promzits, skimples, big pimpin, carbuncle, Harriet Tubman, or zits. <laughs> what? I've never heard the majority of those. <laughs> Where did you find those? So that was all according to the urbanthesaurus.org. And that is all slang for pimples or acne. Zimples. I like it. What was Harriet? Harriet Tubman. Yeah. So I was concerned about that one. She was really sticking out. That's a weird one. They didn't even like modify the name in any way. No. Harriet, I don't know her middle name, Harriet S. Tubman third. Uh, no, but Harriet, you're an icon. You're a hero. Oh, I personally no. don't consider you in the field as acne, so I had to Google it. Um, apparently, no. Harriet Tubman is a slang word for a pimple that is under your skin, or in other words, laying underground. So the underground, but they know the Underground Railroad wasn't literally underground. Like, portions of it were. But like yeah. a lot of it was just like a trail that they followed and like had certain people help them. <laughs> well, I don't know who they is that calls this Harriet Tubman, but you'll have to write a letter to urbanthesaurus.org. Like, historically inaccurate. <laughs> if anything, it should be like a corpse because they're usually underground or a cop. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, like a mole. Well, that's already has a dermatology. <laughs> <Never mind>. That's <laughs> already that's something awesome. else on your face. so yeah it's one of those those oh and those big ones they hurt you can like feel it under your skin but you're like oh god it looks awful but then you look in the mirror and you don't see anything but you're like it's coming it's gonna be here soon it's coming everyone it's coming give it a day (laughs) i'm perfectly normal (laughs) so anywho according to our good friend wikipedia Acne, also known as acne vulgaris, is a long-term skin condition that occurs when dead skin cells and oil from the skin clog hair follicles. Typical features of the condition include blackheads or whiteheads, pimples, oily skin, and possible scarring. It primarily affects skin with a relatively high number of oil glands, including the face, upper part of the chest, and back. The resulting appearance can lead to anxiety, reduced self-esteem, and in extreme cases, depression or thoughts of suicide. Now, 
we all know what acne is again because we are adults. <laughs> but something I'm weirdly fascinated with is the history of acne because it's not like okay. this is a new thing. It can't be. People in the 1800s didn't have CeraVe. The Puritans they weren't exfoliating. Like you think King James was moisturizing? No. Like everyone had to be looking rough, but every painting from olden times, everyone's skin is glowing. Even if they're being like mauled by a bear or impaled, I never see any classic paintings of any kind of acne or any kind of rash. And I think about it every time I'm, I'm at a museum because <laughs> I want diversity in my paintings. Right. And they paint like teenagers, like at the time. Yeah. Like, in royal families and stuff. Yeah. I they just literally like Photoshop oil painted it out. Yeah. <laughs> just, let me get Microsoft Paint up here. Yeah. <laughs> so because of all that, a lot of people actually think that acne is a modern problem just to do with, you know, the stress of capitalism and globalism or some shit. But people tend to do this a lot with historical thinking. They think people were so much tougher back in the day. Oh, back in the day, kids didn't have peanut allergies and we didn't need vaccines. The Black Death never had a vaccine. And Oh, people didn't need migraine medication. Yeah, okay, there was no Black Death vaccine, but that's because like everyone just died and you didn't need migraine medication because again, you would just die anyway. And the life <laughs> yeah. expectancy was like 25. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to say that, you know, people were never like super tough humans. They were, we've always been a bunch of sissies and we've always had acne. Um, so let's go back to the earliest reference to acne. I'm talking ancient Egypt, Pharaoh times, specifically the last reign of Cleopatra year 69 to 30 BCE. Mm, okay. So, you know, you know, way back then, uh, I remember it fondly. Apparently mm -hmm. sulfur was used as a topical remedy for acne. And that is all the information that I have about that because it is from 69 BCE. <laughs> sulfur smells awful. It smells like rotten eggs. I, I was going <laughs> to say, I don't hate it. I don't enjoy it, but I definitely don't think I want it on my face. Yeah, like it would be like putting, like if you've ever been like in a swamp or like a marsh, that smell, it would be like putting yeah. that all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be bad. And also, well, people back then probably didn't have a very strong sense of smell just because everything probably smelled awful constantly. True. I never thought about it. You were probably that. like walking the streets and there's just human poop everywhere. You would get used to it. Yeah. Well, I thought Egypt was pretty clean. I think they had like a lot of mm -hmm. systems, but I don't know. It's like a big sandbox. So you can just cover your poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I covered that in the toilet episode. I think they literally had like human litter boxes that they had like servants use mm. to like cover. <laughs> we'll have to go back to our notes. <laughs> but, yeah, I wonder how much of the pyramids, like how much of that is human feces. There's probably a lot mixed in there because there's a lot of human feces everywhere. I mean, there's probably molecules on, you know, everywhere in your bathroom um but that is the ancient Egypt so we jump forward to the sixth century in ancient Greece uh physician Aetius of Amida coined the term 
eonthos or acne, which is a reference to facial lesions during the acne of life, otherwise known as puberty. So that's where we get the word acne. Mm. Now, it should be noted that during this time, acne was thought as something that occurred because of an issue inside of the body. If someone had bad acne, it was thought that one or multiple humors were out of whack. That's right. We're talking about the four humors. Mm. Not your sense of humor. That, unfortunately, does not cure your acne or else I would be glowing. (laughs) But humorism is the idea that the makeup of your body and your workings of your body is tied to the four elements. So the four elements are as follows. You have yellow bile, which is fire. You have black bile, which is earth. You have phlegm, sexy, uh, that's water. And then you have blood, which is air. Who's got black bile? Who's, who's, what's going on with that? Who doesn't have black bile? (laughs) Coming out of someone. (laughs) You don't want to, I, as someone that, you know, gets sick a lot and throws up a lot. I, you don't want to be thrown up black bile. That's no, when you go to the hospital like, because yeah, that's, that's blood that. usually. That's, that's not, that's, I've been watching, yeah. rewatching a lot of house and like one of the go-tos they always do is to have someone throw something up weird. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. And then it'll be like, oh no, a new symptom. She has something wrong with her brain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And then they always like have a seizure or they pass out, right? They always have a seizure. MRI. They have to (laughs) intubate like at least once an episode. They're always like, oh no, they're not breathing. We got to intubate. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's always one doctor that's like, oh, this is what it is. It's just pneumonia. Let's get her out of here. Let's discharge her. And then there's somebody else who's like, I don't think so. And then boom, person passes out. Yeah. I'm like pretty far in and house is like, he has gotten it right every single time. Yet every single episode is dedicated to everyone around him questioning him and like stopping him from doing what he's trying to do. <laughs> so it's like at a certain point when you just be like, oh, I, be- I believe you because you've done these crazy things before. You have been right the last 900 times. So <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to just let you do you. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know about black bile. I don't I don't know a lot about humorism, but basically it did kind of, you know, it didn't last super long. Uh, if you jump to the 16th century, uh, we do, you know, kind of fall into uh, France where a physician and botanist named Francois, oh dear, uh, Bouffier <laughs> de mm-hmm. Sauvage de la Croix uh, provided one of the earliest descriptions of pimples and acne with the term physdrosia uh, acne, which he described as, quote, small red and hard two tubercles that altered a person's facial appearance during adolescence and were neither itchy nor painful. I think they can be both itchy and painful. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, I, I that sounds like a good definition. <laughs> yeah, and that all progresses to 1776 when we became independent. Uh, no, uh, not when we signed the Declaration of Independence, but uh, Joseph or yeah, Joseph Planck, an Austrian physician, published a book classifying different skin diseases. And then an English dermatologist by the name of Robert Willen refined Planck's work by providing the first detailed descriptions of several skin disorders using morphologic terminology that remains in use today. Okay. Then we come to the 1800s and we had to distinguish the difference between acne and rosacea. 
because people kept getting that mixed up uh-huh. and they are not the same. So in 1885, Lucius Duncan Bulkley wrote the first book entirely dedicated to acne. Okay. So for a long time, a whole book. (laughs) Not sure how long it is. I don't think it's like Harry Potter length, but. (laughs) So for a long time, scientists were trying to figure out exactly what caused acne. For a while, they thought it had to do with the skin's hair follicles and with pores being blocked by sebum, which is just a fancy name for oil. Yes, your body creates oil, just like olives and coconuts. Uh, Humans are just oily, hairy primates at the end of the day. But these scientists were like, maybe it's not the sebum, maybe it's bacteria. They're just, you're just gross and not washing your face and gunk is getting all in them pores. They also hypothesized that had to do with excess keratin, which is a fibrous protein in one's hair. So again, that's got to do with the hair follicles, which is where the hair pops out from the skin and grows on your body. Mm-hmm. Super scientific, I know. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's why you come to sort of explain for the specifics. <laughs> in actuality, it's just one thing. It could honestly be all of them. Quote, this led to the current understanding that acne could be explained by a sequence of related events beginning with blockage of the skin follicle by excessive dead skin cells, followed by bacterial invasion of the hair follicle pore, changes in sebum production and inflammation, end quote. This conclusion all came from the help of a little invention called a microscope, because then they could see skin glands super close up. There we go. Yeah. That thing really helped, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I do not want to see my skin under a microscope, because I thrive in dim lighting. I look great. I don't want to see anything close up, because I've seen pictures of other people's skin close up, and it is not it's not pretty. Human yeah. skin is not pretty for on anyone. No, it's really gross. <laughs> yeah. So for a long time, it took us to actually name and define acne and figure out what caused it. And even though if you try to figure out why it was, you got a pimple or a breakout of pimples, it could literally be so many reasons. So acne can come from, let's see, stress, lack of sleep, hormones and hormonal changes, including but not limited to getting your period, Excess oil buildup on your face, bacteria, inflamed hair follicles, greasy cosmetics or other facial products, diet, too much sun, and certain medications. And sometimes it's just hereditary, like many skin conditions. (laughs) If one or both of your parents had acne, you'll most likely have to deal with it as well. Yeah. There we go. So simple to solve. (laughs) Yeah. It's just all of your problems. (laughs) Everything in your life is probably causing your acne. Um, Also your pillowcase. Uh, I think growing up, I never washed my pillowcase enough. Um, I wash my pillowcase all the dang time now, because if you think about it, you're laying your face on this thing for eight hours every night. And that oil is just sitting there and then it's going back on your head the next night. So yeah, wash your pillowcase and your sheets because there's a lot of bacteria on there. Yeah, I read some tweet, some tweet where this person was like, "I don't know what, uh, like, beautiful girl or something like that, like some clean girl needs to hear this, but your face is breaking out because of your boyfriend's pillow. Get him to wash his sheets." Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. No matter how many times you do your seven step skincare, it's not gonna matter if you sleep on it's the not, pillows. It's, it's true. <laughs> another downfall of 
pretty girls having to deal with straight men is <laughs> those beds with the one lumpy pillow with the navy blue pillowcase mm-hmm. and no bed frame. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So yeah, all of this can come from different things. Uh, And a lot of those things you can't really control. So how do we treat and prevent acne? It was not always retinoids and different gel, I'll tell you that. It became very clear early on that acne did not pose a threat to one's actual health or life expectancy. But regardless, they still wanted to work to treat it because no matter what era you're from, you wanna look hot. I don't care if it's the (laughs) 1940s or the 1540s. You don't want to see a reflection and see a bunch of pus exploding out of holes on your face. Yeah, no. And there's one thing I know from human history, it's there's importance in being hot. And I'll die on that hill. If you're, uh, you know, making your debut in society and you're going to be wet off in the next 10 days and you're 14 years old, you want to look hot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you have a breakout the day before your wedding, your dowry is going down. Yeah, no, like, no. You're, none of that. It's just going to be like one sick chicken <laughs> when the hottie McHot girl over here has a whole ox for her dowry. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. <laughs> now, that being said, some men found it very silly to care about your face skin. Quote, the ancient Roman physician Celsus, uh, 25 BC to 50 AD, side-eyed the treatment of acne, writing in the sixth book of De Medicina, to treat pimples and spots and freckles is almost a waste of time, yet women cannot be torn away from caring from their looks. Now, I wonder why, dude. (laughs) Um, It's not like their entire livelihoods and everything at that point was based on their looks. It's not like they have anything else to do. (laughs) Yeah. But in olden times, there were so many different treatments. I already mentioned the sulfur, but there was also honey. Uh, Some people were just taking scalding hot baths and like trying to burn their pimples away. God, that Uh, doesn't hurt. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't work. I'll say that. Definitely doesn't work, like just drying the (laughs) shit out of your skin. (laughs) Although if your whole face is red, no one's going to notice the red pimple on your face. (laughs) So if your skin has secondary burns, you know. It's uh, not noticeable. (laughs) There's uh, even the idea that the lactic acid and sour milk could help, which can, you just imagine the smell of that. Talking about sulfur, if you've got sour lactic acid (laughs) milk on your face. I can't even, I still can't like handle the smell of, so basically I left this bowl of frosted mini wheats in the basement when I was like Mm. 11. for like a long time, found it and didn't know what it was and like smelled it directly and nearly died. And so now it's still a memory. (laughs) That's horrible. Why were you eating cereal in the, in your basement? It was, they had, we had like a TV down there and like, that was like where I hung out. (laughs) And then no one was down there for a while? No one else went down there. It was just kind of my hangout zone. (sighs) That reminds me, my dad told me that my aunt, when she was little, uh, she would collect the, what's it called? Like the silky uh, strings off of corn on the cob. Yeah. You know, the, the hair. I, I call it the hair. The, yeah. The, the corn hair. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, she put the corn hair. She thought it was pretty. Put it in a jar 
sealed the jar for years, opened the jar one day, almost died because the smell was so rancid. (laughs) That's also just such a cool, like, weird girl thing to do. Like, this corn silk is so beautiful. I'm going to keep it. They were on a farm. There's not a lot to do in Pennsylvania besides play with corn, so. Now, in traditional Chinese medicine, it was thought that acne appeared because the body's internal temperature and heat was too high. So they were really into like cooling herbs and foods like leafy greens and echinacea. And hey, they're not wrong with the greens. Probably work. Diet that helps with your skin. Um, Echinacea, I'm not so sure about. I have a whole bottle of echinacea because I was told it was good for stress and anxiety. And all it did was make me not be able to fall asleep at night. Um, But they were very into your body is too hot. You have to cool it down. I mean, that reduces inflammation. Yeah. And maybe that was what was happening with these homies too. Just downing echinacea to clear your skin, but then you can't sleep. There's always a negative side effect with something. Um, But anyway... Theodosius, the first of ancient Rome, thought that if you wiped your face while looking at a falling star, that would cause the blemish to, quote, fall from the body. (laughs) I don't know what fucking drugs that dude was on, but (laughs) sure. Also hard to do. You just have to sit there in the night, like watching the sky for a really long time and then rub your face at the exact right time to see that falling star. And a falling, like, I've never seen a falling star. It's not a viable treatment. No, that's not bad doctor advice. (laughs) And lastly, during these olden times, a lot of people thought that acne was caused from masturbation or excessive sexual thinking or just getting laid a lot. Uh, This had to do with the fact that a lot of sexually transmitted diseases come with skin issues and a lot of people thought acne was a symptom or cause of syphilis. Uh, Needless to say, this is not correct. (laughs) So let's go through the decades of the 21st century, because that's when things get a little more clear. And again, men were busy dying in wars and working in Ford's car factory line and talking about how dumb women are. So they were busy and women were the ones who were, for the most part, trying out all these new kinds of treatments to clear up their skin. So In the 1910s and 1920s, the new thing that was all the rage was cryo lush. Wait, cryo slush. Cryo's lush. Uh, That sounds like a modern day like product. (laughs) I was going to say, it sounds like a crypto coin, like Dogecoin. (laughs) Have you you invested in cryo lush? (laughs) Which to me, again, yeah, it just sounds like that or like a new rave drug popular in Eastern Europe. But in fact, it is a dry ice treatment. It's also otherwise known as crypto cryotherapy. Uh, It's supposed to stimulate... Yeah, it's supposed to stimulate collagen production and like freeze or zap your zits. Uh, Mm. Now, I'm not around dry ice often, but I know you're not supposed to mess with it because you Uh can very easily burn your skin off. (laughs) Yeah. And in this video I watched, which was made by Allure, um, a woman has it wrapped up in cloth and then between two pairs of tongs or between tongs and then you can just place it on your zits for a few seconds at a time 
So that seems sketchy to me. I don't know. I don't want dry ice on my face uh, because it has shown to be helpful in very extreme cases of acne, though, um, and also can help with scarring. Cryo slush has made a bit of a comeback in some spas with the addition to liquid nitrogen. But you do oh. definitely need a very good professional if you're going to look into that. Because that's yeah. very heavy duty. Yeah. I mean, that it makes sense. It's very cold. Like anything cold is going to like reduce inflammation. Inflammation. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we jump forward to the 1930s. Uh, that is when benzoyl peroxide first hits the scene. Good old benzyperox. Everybody yeah. loves it. Uh, it's an antimicrobial, so it can help reduce the amount of acne causing bacteria on your skin and no higher concentration of benzoyl peroxide is more effective than another. It's all the same. It can come in gel, liquid, or cream form and something we still use today in like a ton of skincare products. Most acne fighting skincare products have some kind of it. Yeah. Now, It was actually discovered in 1901 by a graduate student who observed it could be used to treat various skin conditions ranging from burns to varicose skin tumors to something called tinea psychosis, which is a gnarly looking fungal infection. But it wasn't until 1934 they started using it for acne. Hmm. But that, of course, is not the only thing um, ladies started using in the 30s um, because, again, the recession, the Great Depression just happened. Money is tight. Not everybody has benzoyl peroxide money. So what do you do? Well, you go to the grocery store and you get Fleischmann's Active Dry Yeast. (laughs) And basically, you put it in water for a good old inside-out cure. Now, I can only imagine that to taste horrific and, frankly, like something very dirty, (laughs) if you catch my drift, just putting yeast in warm water, mixing it up. Uh, Uh, It just tastes like bread. Right? <laughs> it would be so lumpy. It will be you gross and be like it would gooey. Be so lumpy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially if it's warm. I don't, I guess I wouldn't want it cold either, but warm, lumpy, I don't know. I mean, oatmeal is warm and lumpy, but not mm-hmm. yeast. <laughs> so you were instructed to mix a spoonful or two in a glass of warm water and drink first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. You just pop out of bed, you get your yeast. Then you're supposed to wait an hour or two before eating or drinking anything. Then you do the same thing right before bed. Now, I am very nauseous in the morning in general. Like I get up, I drink coffee, and I can't handle anything else in my stomach until like 10 a.m. So if you were to tell me that I had to get up and drink an entire glass of warm yeast water, <laughs> yeah. I'd simply pass away. That I wouldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't do that either. It'd be really hard. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the only way to do it. Uh, Fleischmann's, of course, was already making yeast for years for, well, baking and bread. But once it caught wind that you could use yeast to help acne, they hopped on the train with their advice to eat three yeast cakes per day to get rid of acne. And I looked at the pictures of these yeast cakes and they are less like cakes, like a little (laughs) Debbie snack and more like a block of modeling clay. So <laughs> just think about eating that three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So much meat, like why? <laughs> why? Yeah. And I can only imagine the bathroom situation. Your poops are not going to be looking normal if you're eating that much yeast. I guess. I don't know. It's just be a- all bloated. 
it's just like a unicellular thing yeah but like it's gonna ferment i guess it wouldn't ferment with all your acid i have no idea i have no idea the biological yeah. aspects of that <laughs> We'll later have to Google how much yeast is too much yeast. Yeah. <laughs> what happens to your body? Yeah, I don't I don't know if you can OD on yeast, but I just I can only I mean I have a sensitive stomach, so I just well, that sounds nasty. And again, 6 a.m. you wake up before going to the factory. Oh, I need my yeast cake. Like yeah. that's a dark time to be alive. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Now, it was thought that the yeast was a good probiotic and would help your digestion. Oh, that was the next line. I was like, I wonder what this is about. Uh, <laughs> and thus, help your acne. They also claim that the yeast would purify the toxins out of your blood. Well, no, I'm not a doctor, no. but what? No. Whenever I hear any shit about purification in your blood, I am immediately not going to believe anything else said after that. Because... <laughs> There's no such thing as pure blood. That's not pure that's not blood. A thing. It's blood, the purest blood. Yeah, it just becomes very Harry Potterish. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they're called? Oh yeah. Wait. Yeah, how- yeah, okay. Those are all the like. Those are the like. The wizard racists. Racists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nazis <laughs> of the magical. Oh, the eugenics of the of Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, it's the same thing with cleanses. Oh, just drink this water with cayenne pepper in it. Nothing else for three days. Your body is cleansed. Or like our goop episode with all these women trying to cleanse their vagina with, come on, guys, whatever. Uh, Blood is blood. I don't think eating a block of yeast for every meal is going to clean your blood or clear your skin. But what do I know? There are still a lot of people today that claim yeast helps their acne. People are still using it all the time. Less so in eating or drinking. It, but like putting it in face masks and peels and scrubs, just like you can Google like, oh, yeast, you know, at home yeast face masks. And it's like oh yeast and oatmeal and apple cider vinegar. I'm like, oh, okay, guys. Weird. Um, yeast, all yeast is doing is eating carbohydrates. So it's like, it's not going to eat anything special off of your skin. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't, I don't get yeah. either. And I remember in college, one of my roommates would always make face masks out of like, you know, oatmeal and what was it? Oatmeal and maybe vinegar. And she's like, you got to try it. And I did it. And I mean, it did, it felt nice, but it was like really hey, severe so and it was not gentle. Vinegar doesn't seem like, that seems crazy. That seems abrasive. But oatmeal, I used to like, they used to totally take like oatmeal baths if you had like poison ivy. Yeah, like stuff. a rash or something. Yeah, so I feel like there's something with it being soothing, but it doesn't, like, hear anything. No. It just, like, makes you feel a little better. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's only if you're, like, particularly itchy. I don't know. I don't know mm. what it is with oatmeal, but I definitely had to take oatmeal baths. I remember I like multiple times when I had bed bugs. <laughs> bed bugs multiple times? <laughs> I've gotten bed bugs twice, which is... That's Two more awful. times than you ever want to have bed bugs. It yeah, is I not never, fun. I'm knocking on wood. I've never had to deal with that. And it's like one of my worst nightmares. It's I, the the first time it was a nightmare because I didn't know what was happening. And I thought I was having an allergic reaction. Um, the second time I knew, I, I was like, oh, it's it's on. I got no, bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have to ha- get like an extreme exterminator and like. 
That's only if you have bed bugs in your house. I got both of them both times from traveling. Uh, so like I was in a hostel that had bed bugs. My house is my worst nightmare. Yeah. I just had to like clean all my clothes that were in my suitcase. Okay. Yeah. I had to deal with, um, like a flea infestation in my house at one point because we had a bunch of cats and they all just got it. And like, no matter how many times we like did, um, I forget the name of the pill, but like the pill that kills them all and their flea preventions and flea baths, they were like in the house and it was awful. It was like yeah. the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's no joke. Figured it out. <laughs> I mean, that's when I adopted my little cat and he was a little baby kitten and he had ringworm and yeah. uh, my roommate got it on her leg. I got it on my boobs somehow. I don't know. <laughs> and my ex-boyfriend got it on his face and well, he deserves it. <laughs> and I'm Sorry. not going to complain about that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's like you have facial hair anyway, and it just looks like a pimple. So like stop complaining. I'm doing all the work to get the ringworm out of the apartment. Uh, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) so besides that, uh, some article I found, uh, on the internet, of course, was saying that beer is great for your skin because obviously yeast is in beer. And so I was like, who is this deranged person out here? Probably like named Rachel, just chugging Coors Light like it's fine guys I forgot to order my proactive this month I'm just gonna clear my skin this way like honey that is not gonna work (laughs) I beer is not gonna clear your acne I'm sorry now since it's the 30s it should be noted that there is more evidence of men starting to care a little bit about their skin before it was usually thought of as a woman's issue (laughs) yeah uh and this is because women were the only ones to seek medical attention or try to combat their acne but now men were just supposed to you know before this we're supposed to just deal with it because a man worrying about his skin that is not masculine you just rub some dirt you go build a bridge like that's that's what you do Uh, but men started to care when they weren't being hired for jobs because of their bad acne and there was a hilarious cartoon that was an ad for Fleischmann's uh, yeast where a pimply boy goes for a job interview and then afterwards the two men in the office are talking about him saying quote say night did young Jack Smith see you about a job and then the other man says, yes, nice kid, but I couldn't wish such a pimply face as all that on the office. Ha ha. I mean, can you imagine if I had to work in an office with a boy with acne? Whew, again, I'd simply pass away. I can't deal with that. <laughs> it's impossible. I'd be so distracted by this human being's face that I <laughs> am so judgmental about. Oh, ugly. work. <laughs> So that's the depression area. Uh, yeast is very cheap and that's what people are doing. But now we get into the 40s. More people own radios. There's a world war happening and Judy Garland is probably singing in a movie somewhere. And also UV lights come onto the scene to cure your acne. And this was really used from the end of World War II. Yeah, all the way to the 60s. And this was also used for other skin conditions like vitiligo, eczema, psoriasis. And I don't get this one. Call me a skeptic, but I don't think just shining a light on your skin is going to fix anything, but it can give you skin cancer. 
And this would, of course, morph into tanning beds and people believing that uh, could also help your skin. Like there's still people that are like, oh, if you have a tan, your acne is better. It's like, no, you're just tan. You can't notice it as much. Um, Like everybody looks better with a tan. I mean, most Caucasian people do at least um, because we're (laughs) pale and gross. (laughs) I mean, so UV does kill bacteria at certain wavelengths. So it may have something. And it is actually a viable treatment for vitiligo. They do use it, but it, I don't totally know the mechanism Mm. behind that. (laughs) Does it actually work? with the vitiligo it does yeah but it's it depends on where you have it like and also there's apparently like a new drug coming out that i'm pretty stoked on that that, uh is going through fda approval right now that's totally different and works a lot better but like apparently it has what i've looked at it has done stuff for some people like if you have full body vitiligo and they stick you in sort of a tanning bed type thing it apparently can like help but it's not going to go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's like, it's never going to, that's never going to make it go away or prevent it from coming back. Um, yeah. So for this, like this whole phototherapy, it's still very popular today. Um, for the low, low cost of $435, you can hop on to, I don't know why I put this in, www.sephora.com. <laughs> why didn't I just put Sephora? <laughs> The World Wide Web. <laughs> I also put too many W's. I put four H-T-T-S. W's. <laughs> Backslash deals. <laughs> Enter this promo code for a discount and yeah, smash promo, that subscribe promo. button. It's sort of splained and you get 20% off. <laughs> Don't use that. They won't. They won't acknowledge it. Once we start getting ads, that's how I'm gonna start oh, incorporating. Yeah. You're not gonna even notice it's an ad. We snuck that in. www.sephora.com. It's a small little tiny company named Sephora. You probably never heard of them. Don't know about it. Anyway, you can buy this a Spectraware Facewear Pro. It is quote. Yeah, an FDA clear three minute LED device for your entire face that targets the appearance of wrinkles and blemishes. And it makes you look like Jason Voorhees. (laughs) (laughs) Makes you look insane. It makes you look crazy. (laughs) And the only reason I even know about this is from Instagram because. Listen, things get weird on my Instagram algorithm. I'm looking up a lot of pictures of Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker because so I'm fascinated by their relationship and Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are dating. Kim Kardashian is dating Pete Davidson. There's a lot happening in the world right now. Really? It's con- wait, it's confirmed. Oh, it's confirmed. Oh! <laughs> There's a picture of them holding yes. hands. This is the era. Okay. So obviously with the Kardashians, there was has been and always has been a full era of like very large athletes or black men that they're dating or Kanye West, you know, mm-hmm. and now it's a total switch to, to like punker white boys. Yeah. Scrawny <laughs> like, goblin boys. The impacts that's going to have on American society is going to be wide ranging. I'm putting that out there right now. (laughs) And a lot of people are speculating it's a PR relationship. And I'm like, I don't care. 
I don't care I, why they're dating. I just want them to date because that I also, am fascinated. This is hilarious. It makes me feel like, okay, so like actually some of the Kardashians have some good like little quips. Like they're kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, and, like, they can be funny. They can be funny. So for P. Davidson and Kim Kardashian dating, I'm like, have we only just seen the iceberg of Kim's humor? Like, is she actually yeah. very funny? I hope. I mean, yeah. When she hosted SNL, I was like, that was good. She did a good job. She was funny. <laughs> like, I know she didn't write the jokes, but like she did, did she well. Did and I was wrong. like, you know what? Everybody's hating on these girls. Like, just let them be. Let them date these scrawny weird men. Because you know what? Good yeah. for her. <laughs> and then there's so many funny memes. The Travis Parker and Courtney, I I think they're like fully in love. Like I think they're real. <laughs> yeah. And they're getting married. <laughs> Are they? I have been in yeah, a bubble of not seeing any of this. <laughs> I'm I'm in it. I know everything. It's taking up a lot of time in my brain. I think about it all the time. I'm like, this is not Kelly. You are an intelligent woman. You should be spending your time doing different things. And I'm like, no, I need to re- read these comment <laughs> sections about Travis Parker. <laughs> There is a large mental flow to this I will say one of my favorite things on Twitter was someone said, um, just imagine right now Kim Kardashian is taking her shirt off in Pete Davidson's mom's basement. (laughs) (laughs) She like went to Staten Island and they like went on a private date in Staten Island. And everyone was like, can you even imagine Kim Kardashian in Staten Island in general? Oh. Like that's hilarious <laughs> of itself. <laughs> so that is. Yeah. That's just so, so and you know, I honestly like this is gonna sound bad. I think Pete Pete Davidson is doing it because it's so hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> the craziest fucking thing you could possibly do. <laughs> I mean, she has four children. Yeah, like, like you, can you, you imagine her around her children? <laughs> like he is a child. What's happening? <laughs> I don't even know. Smile. But I bring that up because Kourtney Kardashian, uh, she has a lifestyle brand called Poosh. Um, Because again, any brand has to have two O's in it, like Goop or Google or uh, um, whatever else. Uh, So, word us us warned. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> We're started getting like weirder and weirder as we went on. Just slowly turning into Muppets. <laughs> Just right. have, like the Swedish chef. Um, yeah. So yeah, Kourtney Kardashian is on Instagram always like with that mask on, like giving herself UV light. And she's like, oh, buy this off of my Poosh website. It's only $500, like super affordable. And I'm like, what's going on? Um, but that's a very like rich woman thing is buying one of those masks. So that's that's uh, phototherapy, basically. Yeah. Now, okay. Another fun anecdote I found out about World War II, which I mean, there's so many, so many fun oh, anecdotes God. about the war. Um, and acne was that some men who were sent to tropical climates um, had to be sent home and declared not fit for duty because their acne had gotten so bad. 
And I can only imagine. Yeah, it's so bad. Like your face is puffed up and your eyes are swollen. Probably. Yeah, Yeah. it's like an allergic reaction, maybe. Or yeah, if it's infected, you get a fever. Um, I'm having a hard time picturing it, but I'm sure it has to be very unpleasant. And I only found this out about World War II, but I can only assume like the Vietnam War, like that tropical damp humidity. And if you've never been in a climate like that before, your skin is fogged. (laughs) And the, I mean, the bugs and the no SPF, no cleanser. I mean, that is my hell. Yeah. (laughs) Not the actual Yeah. (laughs) Just the bugs. Um, Every time I watch like, any movie like apocalypse now or i'm like oh god they're not wearing bug spray are they they're getting eaten alive yeah <laughs> and they're like worried about you know walking on a grenade but anyway <laughs> let's go back to the 50s that's when the idea yeah. of taking an antibiotic pill to treat acne comes mm-hmm. about and this okay. of course is still something that a dermatologist may prescribe but it's definitely not long term like staying on an antibiotic for long too long for anything, um, it can cause resistant bacteria and then it's just not going to work. So some of the most common of these antibiotics are things like doxycycline and azithromycin. Um, I was on an antibiotic for my skin once and I was on it for like a month and it helped, but then they were like, well, you have to go off of it because it's not going to work forever. Um, So yeah, that's when those started. But in the 60s, we got into steam facials, or what I like to call sticking your head real close to the dishwasher door while you open it. <laughs> yeah. And the steam is, of course, to hydrate your skin and unclog your oily pores. And these are still popular. The cheapest one I found online was a steamer from Target for like 50 bucks. Um, but otherwise, if you go to www.sephora.com, there's one for like <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why they're so expensive or even why you need a device. I know that like when I'm on TikTok, there's a lot of dermatologists on there that are like, you will never be able to like close your pores or unclog your pores. So this whole obsession with pores is like yeah. a red herring. It's not, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't think you need a device. It's called boiling water and sticking your face close or having yeah, a clothing like steamer. A teapot. You can have a teapot whistling in your face. You know? Yeah. Or just taking a hot shower. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it has the same effect. Yeah. So, something yeah. On, like, something on like Instagram Reels or TikTok told me they were like, never wash your face in the shower. That's such a bad idea. And I was like, what? Why? And I just, I've chosen not to listen to it. Yeah, that's not happening over here. No, it's not. not Half the time why I take a shower. Yeah. Yeah, is it because, yeah, why? No idea. Something about, like, you're, like, already washing everywhere. (laughs) Like, there's too much steam. I have no idea. Mm. Okay. Well, (laughs) on top of that, with the steaming, it of course can be very dangerous, just like that episode of Goop that we did. Um, You can burn yourself and don't try to steam your vagina, ladies. Um, So if you are prone to redness, you should definitely avoid it. Uh, I could never see steaming fixing my skin, but I'll always stick my head near a dishwasher because it does feel nice. I don't think (laughs) it's doing anything though. Yeah. 
Now in the 70s, we delve into the tretinin field and all these kinds of compounds that we still use today for acne. So tretinin and benzoyl peroxide again, retinol are all popular. These can be dicey though, because some of this stuff can be pretty harsh. So while it could help your acne, it's also really gonna dry out your skin. And that leads us into the 80s when Accutane gets its FDA approval in 1982. Mm. Now, I had never actually heard about Accutane until like last year when one of my friends told me she went on it. And it is wild. I had no idea. (laughs) It's only for very severe cases of acne or just like really persistent acne. I mean, she's like almost she's now 30. She's like, I still have this acne. Like I need to Mm -hmm. want something for it. And it's obviously prescription only. And your dermatologist has to like really go over and prepare you for it. I think my friend was on it for like maybe four to five months. And oh man, her skin is glowing. I mean, she looks great now (laughs) that she's off of it. Um, And since then I've heard other people with great skin say it's due to being on Accutane at some point. And basically once you go through the process, I guess, say your acne is completely gone forever, but for the most part, yeah, it's kind of gone. Like you don't have to deal with acne anymore. So about, yeah, about half of the people who go on Accutane never worry about acne or getting a pimple ever again. Yeah. So we figured it out. (laughs) Yeah. So why doesn't everyone take Accutane then? Well, there's a lot of side effects. For my friend, she was pretty lucky because the only real side effect she had was like severe dryness. Um, I just remember we would like go on a hike and she was just like constantly lathering herself in moisturizer and sunscreen Mm -hmm. and chapstick and Vaseline and like her lips were bleeding because they get so dry. Um, Because what Accutane does, it just completely dries up and obliterates your sebaceous glands. And so Mm -hmm. all the moisture in your skin is just sucked out and you're just super dry. Hmm. And Accutane can also, it's a pill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it can also cause your hair to get super dry and brittle. So in that case, your dermatologist may need to put you on a prescription shampoo for that. And in some uh, people it can cause some pretty bad hair loss. Uh, other side effects include dryness of the nose and nosebleeds, irritation of the eyelids and eyes, headaches, increased sensitivity to the sun, decreased night vision, rash, joint and muscle pain, back pain, dark or cola-colored urine, decreased libido or erectile dysfunction in males, malaise, nausea, pancreatitis, and dry throat. <laughs> Those are really bad. Yeah, yeah pancreatitis is not good. <laughs> Much no. worse than dry throat, I would say. Yeah, did you say cola-colored urine? Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't think I've had cola colored urine and I don't want to. That doesn't, mm, that's, that's concerning. <laughs> now, yeah, some of these are much more common than others. I mean, obviously a dry nose is, you know, not as bad as getting pancreatitis. And that's just a snippet of the symptoms. There's of course a bunch more and some were fancy words for things like, I don't know, so I didn't include them. Sorry about it, but those aren't even the most talked about side effects when it comes to Accutane. When people talk about this drug, they usually bring up one of two things. The first is the psychiatric side effects, which include depression, anxiety, mood alterations, aggressive tendencies, abnormal behavior, suicidal ideation, suicide attempt, and suicide. It's just just wild to think of taking something to fix your skin 
and then it causes you to have a complete mental breakdown. That's yeah. very scary. That is extremely scary. Yeah. And my friend who went on Accutane, she got an IUD in, but she still had to go into the doctor every month and have a blood test to make sure she wasn't pregnant. Because if you have a baby while on Accutane, that thing is just going to come out of ball fingers. Like it is not. Like it's so bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to cause real big problems if you are pregnant on Accutane. So your uterus is just on fire. But actually, you need two negative pregnancy tests 30 days before going on it and each time before getting a refill because birth defects for the fetus can include visual and hearing impairment, missing or malformed earlobes, facial dysmorphism, which is like the sloping forehead and offset eyes and abnormalities in brain function. And that's all that the baby makes it to birth. Oftentimes, it's a result of a miscarriage, though. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. And this, of course, led me down a rabbit hole on Reddit and reading people's stories about how Accutane affected their mental health. To be fair, many of them said afterwards their skin was great. It's like, eh, yeah, like I was really depressed for five months, but now I look amazing. And a lot of these people, too, they were depressed already because their skin was so bad. Yeah. So they're like, fine, make me a little bit more depressed, but then I'll look better and like this will help in the long run. So it definitely does help a lot of people. But there were other people that were like, yeah, I was, you know, crying constantly. I was like throwing fits. I was having tantrums. I wanted to kill myself, like really wild wild things so yeah. it can really it's mess up crazy your brain it's like yeah it's like every system in the body is being affected which is just like yeah. terrifying yeah <laughs> like it decreased night vision like well what? yeah <laughs> like, don't drive at night um if you want clear skin now, to wrap up, we do get to the 90s when Noxima was all the rage. Uh, do you remember Noxima? I remember the name. I don't really remember okay. anything about it. Because my older sister always had a tub of that stuff in our bathroom, and it had a very distinct smell. And Noxima is still a thing because you can still buy it at Target for like four bucks, but it's definitely not popular anymore. Um, There's a lot of skincare in the 90s and 2000s, like pore strips and like Clearacel and like all these, you know, creams and on the spot acne treatments that I definitely use, but I don't, yeah, I don't really think any of it worked very well. Um, and nowadays people are like, all of that stuff is way too harsh for your skin. It's, you know, right now people are very into gentler products. Yeah. Now, really bad cystic acne, your dermatologist may give you a steroid shot. A professional facialist can do extractions where they basically use a little tool and suck out your face gunk. Mm-hmm. There's all okay. these different... I'm one of those. I'm a person that likes to watch those. <laughs> Oh, you watch the videos? I watch the videos. I watch the videos. (laughs) I would would watch those. Those don't sound bad to me. I've never seeked them out, but I I do think it would be exhilarating. It's satisfying. It's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all these different kinds of steams and facials. Again, not to come back to the Kardashians, even though I really want to. But besides (laughs) putting weird lightsaber masks on all the time, they're also doing like blood facials and like all this weird shit on Instagram all the time. And if I have enough money to where I'm going to pay someone to suck blood out of my arm and smear it onto my face, like, please give me an intervention because (laughs) there are more important things in the world. (laughs) 
than yeah. spending my money on that. Now, credit where credit is due, TikTok has really saved my skin because I, damn, I got educated real quick on there by a bunch of teens and actual dermatologists. It was like a mix of both. But for like years, I was putting um, witch hazel on my face. Yeah. And I was told on that app, don't do that if you have oil I also, skin. Yeah. I also made that switch because of that. Because <laughs> of the term, it, it's, those are the only two sources are teens and dermatologists. And they seem almost yeah. equally viable. <laughs> yeah. Because I think the teens are going to the dermatologist anyway. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll listen to you. And then I don't have to go to the dermatologist. I don't have money. to pay my adult money to go to yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, stop doing that. Um, yeah, there are also like all these home remedy stuffs, um, that can actually just make your skin worse. So again, like, you know, stuff that's really harsh, like apple cider vinegar and coconut oil, like that, again, it can work for some people, but for a lot of people, it does not, if you have sensitive skin. Uh, so this is what happens. First, you got to figure out your skin type. Either you have dry, oily, or combination skin. And depending on what you have, then you tailor your skin to care products for that. So for instance, I have oily skin. I use face wash with salicyl salicylic acid and then a liquid exfoliator or a hydrolauric acid. And then the biggest thing is moisturizer and SPF. And anyways, now I have glowing skin because of that. <laughs> and I stopped using St. Ives scrub because yeah. that is a very unpopular product as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a ton of products out there. Uh, acne is a $2 billion industry. And wow. usually I go on some rant about how capitalism and the patriarchy is manipulating women and spending money to live up to some unrealistic standard that face tuning and Photoshop have caused and it kills everyone's self-esteem, but I'll stop because it'll just take forever. <laughs> it'll be too long. Um, <laughs> I just say that as someone who descends from a long line of pale Irish people with bad skin conditions, I understand not having good skin and it can be, it sucks a lot. And when you have good skin, it turns out you feel a lot better about yourself. So it's normal to have acne, but it's also normal to care about it and want to fix it. Um, yeah. And you can buy skincare products if that makes you happy. Because um, I think sometimes people are like, oh, you're just, you're trying to look like that because capitalism wants you to buy things. It's like, yeah, it wants me to buy everything. It's, we're already in it, guys. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the nice thing is that Gen Z does not seem to care as much about acne, which is kind of refreshing and a big change from, I feel like, our millennial upbringing. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In the words of a TikTok I watched where Trixie Mattel was doing her makeup, quote, Gen Z is out here with glitter on their face and chin acne. <laughs> <laughs> And it was basically just talking about how Gen Zers do not care what looks good or what they're supposed to look like. They're just like having fun. And I'm like, yeah, that's the way it should be. If you have acne, you have acne. You're 17. You're going to have acne, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's obviously, I think, is deeply, I deeply am concerned for teen girls, mostly that do look at other people on Instagram. They're like, she's perfect. She doesn't have pores. And it's like, yeah, because that's not a real face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> real face faces have pores. Filter. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this nasty cycle where if you have acne, you cover it up with makeup. 
but then the makeup makes your acne worse because it's suffocating and it can't breathe and the chemicals are mixing with it. So then you're just in this cycle of putting more makeup on, but then the acne gets worse and it's just, that's also a, a big bummer. So I think there's been a big push towards better makeup, better quality, better ingredients. So it's not as bad for your acne as well. And it's also important to clean your face when you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> just try to like wash your face sometimes. Yeah. And if you literally Google does blah, 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 help acne, you'll most likely find a link that says it works. Drink beer, spread mayo on your face, put leeches <laughs> on your skin. There's like every, like anyone on the internet will say anything cures acne and there's a billion and a half acne, you know, remedies, um, which I'm sure most of them, if not almost all of them do not work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the history of acne. The history of acne. Very cool. Did not know a lot of that stuff. Admittedly, I have not struggled with acne, acne that much, but I definitely like have had a pimple, <laughs> like pimples. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I would call any of them Harriet Tubman, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's only a special occasion when you get a Harriet Tubman. <laughs> yeah. 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 I never really got acne until I was in college. And I was like, oh, you're always taught that like, oh, acne is something that happens to you in high school. And then you go to college and you look perfect forever. It's like, no, yeah. you can still be 35. And, and you <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people who get it really bad when they're pregnant. So mm -hmm. looking forward to that one. That's a point, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like in your 30s battling acne and wrinkles. Like, what is that? Yeah. That's mm, no, no, no. Um, and as someone, I don't struggle with horrible acne and never really did. I definitely had acne at certain times, but I just have bad skin in general. So like, I just, the skin products in my bathroom, it's, it's getting out of hand, but I'm like, gotta lather this on. <laughs> and if there's anything I know is about how to exfoliate, you got to exfoliate hard. <laughs> um, and that's been working for me. So I'm going to keep that's that good. going. That's good. I don't know if I know much about exfoliation. I just mm -hmm. do cleaning and moisturizing, but it feels like I should probably exfoliate. I do have a like, uh, the ordinary, it is like an acid mask. That's mm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, those are good. Yeah, yeah, I have two words for exfoliation. Sandpaper mitten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's Korean. Are you sure that's <laughs> right? <laughs> you just go to Home Depot, um, whatever great sandpaper you want, wrap it around a mitten. Uh, no, it's like, it's on Amazon. It's Korean. So, you know, it's good because Koreans all are beautiful um, and they're into their skincare. But yeah, it's a, it's a mitten and you put it on your hand in the shower and it's rough and you like you rub it on your skin and it it takes off all that dead skin and it makes it way better for shaving. So it helps with razor burn. And it's, just, it's a great product. Um, <laughs> it's a great product. 
Some paper mag- it is not at all like coming up. It it first of all comes up with literally okay. like a glove that you can like sand furniture with, and then the second one is this like rubber mitten for polishing or like buffering and polishing polyester. <laughs> yeah, just put that on your butt. It'll get the cellular light right out. Um, no, you don't put sand. It's not actually called a sandpaper mitten. I just call it that. Um, it's uh, called like an exfoliating mitten. Exfoliating mitten. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, put, like there's... Korean exfoliating. Mitten. <laughs> <laughs> there's also an urban dictionary for sandpaper mittens. Exactly. And it's the hands of a woman who is so bad at masturbating her man that it feels oh. like she's wearing sandpaper mittens. <laughs> it's like a thing you didn't just make it up it's here oh oh no (laughs) i don't i can't imagine anything being so bad that it feels like a woman is wearing a sandpaper mitten but unless they're like they they extremely dry hands yeah (laughs) but i doubt your lady's hands are going to be much drier than yours yeah unless you're like both coal miners or like having a really hard yeah you're in like a in a prison yard just hard labor all day that can't be easy <laughs> no <laughs> yeah yeah well that is is acne so yeah I mean I think it's I think it is something that mm, a lot of the time men like to make fun of women for it's like oh you ladies and your skincare but it's also women have hormones that uh, men don't necessarily have all the time you're just staying at a mellow flat bar line their whole life how rude is that (laughs) like adult men can just wash their face with dial dish soap and be glowing and a woman has a 20-step skincare routine and is still breaking out and it's hard and it sucks um and I yeah I think it's important to find a skincare routine that works best for you and it's okay to care about your skin it is <laughs> so yeah. yeah that's acne that was a uh, sort of splooned <laughs> sort of splorn splorned away 